Closing distance of the 20,000 mark. The broader-based S&P 500 closed at 2,259 and the tech-heavy Nasdaq at 5,444. The news from RTHK. Wait for housing. Wait for elderly care homes. Wait for new hospitals. It's hard to find land. Wait for outpatient consultations. Wait for medical examinations. Wait for surgical operations. There's a shortage of healthcare manpower. Wait for? What more do we have to wait for? Let's rise to the challenge and improve people's livelihood. The government is now collecting views for the coming policy address and budget. Please tell us your opinions. Visit policyaddress.gov.hk or call 2810-3768.
Welcome to the Juice. Good morning, everyone. How's it going? Hopefully, you're up and Adam. But if you're still in bed, I won't judge you too heavily for that. Maybe you were at Radio 3's quiz night last night at the Maritime Museum. I certainly hope so. Raising good money for uh, a good cause. 19 degrees at the minute. 70% relative humidity. Plenty of stuff coming on the show. Cruzanne McCalligan coming in today with her audio column. We're talking about tails. Yes, tails. I don't know either. Danny Hicks is up in Fanling at the Hong Kong Open Golf. We'll be calling in to him periodically throughout the day uh, to give us the latest updates on what's happening up there. Travi J in after 12 with the Kong Community Calendar. Looking forward to that. As always, give me a call, 233-88266. Uh, today, or yesterday, or perhaps the day before that. I lose track sometimes. The Grammy nominations came out, so we're going to take a look at all the albums, all the songs that have been nominated for Grammys, those beautiful kind of useless statues, and take all your song requests all morning long. Here's one by Tegan and Sarah. It's called U-Turn. Thank you. 
five, six, seven a.m. Radio three.
Peter Gabriel with Salisbury Hill. Shout out to Alan for requesting that one while he's driving down the highway. Two hands on the wheel, young man. If you have a request, 233-88266. Rolling Stones, start me up. Six seven AM Radio Three.
Sugar babes there, round, round. Give us a call, 233-88266. We love hearing from you. Here's some Ben Lee, American television.
Settle Down there by Kimbra. Before that, American Television by Ben Lee, an Antipodean duo for your Saturday morning. 9.32 on the clock, 20 degrees on the thermostat. A uh, bit of interesting news out of Macau. There were some, some stocks plunged for casinos uh, over the weekend because people thought that the mainland uh, government was going to uh, place restrictions on the ATM withdrawals, that you couldn't get as much money out, and therefore the casinos would be making less money. Uh, they've changed it now, so if you're with Union Pay, you can only get out $5,000 Hong Kong at a time, effective Friday. Uh, really, I mean, is that really what we should do to curb gambling? Have you ever gotten money out at 4am for a good cause? I mean, really, have you ever needed 5,000 Hong Kong dollars for a good cause at 4am on a Saturday night? They should just, when you, when you go to withdraw the money, a message should just come up, like a little pop-up that should say, come on, man, come on, get it together. You, you don't need, you don't need this money. You don't need that extra beer. My goodness. So there you go. If you're looking to withdraw money, perhaps Macau is not your destination. Here's some Mike and the Mechanics. Living years. Got a few new ones coming up after this. Stay tuned. I know you will. It's The Juice on Radio 3.
Mike and the Mechanics, Living Years there. You're listening to The Juice on Radio 3. I promised you some new music. It's coming right up. This one is by a band uh, producer called Flamingosis. His new album, Bright Moments, came out this year. You can head to his website and get it for free, which is pretty good, or pay what you want, you know, support local artists, etc., etc. Flamingosis, here he is with Believe in Me.
The virus can be transmitted through mosquito bites or sexual contact. Infected babies may suffer from microcephaly, affecting their growth and intellectual ability and requiring lifelong care. The virus can also cause neurological complications such as paralysis or respiratory difficulties. Death may occur in severe cases. Everyone should take precautions against Zika virus. For details, visit the Center for Health Protection website.
damage another fall took the year like a bandit bought mama a crib and a brand new wagon now she hit the grocery shop looking lavish star trek roof in the wraith the con girls get loose when they hear the song a hundred on the dash get me close to god we don't pray for love we just pray for cause how so empty need a centerpiece 20 racks of table come from ebony cut that ever into skinny pieces then she clean up with her face but i love my baby Talking money, need a hearing aid. You're talking about me, I don't see the shade. Switch on my side, like to get any lane. I switch on my car if I kill any pain. Daft Punk and The weekend there with Starboy. Uh, I mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, the Grammy Awards have announced their nominations. Uh, lots of new artists, lots of old artists, lots of in-between artists have been nominated, including this young man who's been nominated for Song of the Year, a song he wrote himself, which, believe it or not, is quite a rarity in uh, in the music industry these days. It's Mike Posner with his song, I Took a Pill in Ibiza. He's coming to Hong Kong, actually, next year, uh, doing a gig on the waterfront. So, if you want to acclimatise yourself to this young man, here he is, Mike Posner, a pill in Ibiza. I took a pill in Ibiza To show Avicii I was cool And when I finally got sober Felt ten years older But get it was something to do I'm living out in L.A. I drive a sports car just to prove I'm a real big baller cause I made a million dollars And I spend it on girls and shoes But you don't wanna be high like me Never really no one right like me You don't ever wanna step off that roller coaster And be all alone And you don't wanna ride the bus like this Never know who to trust like this You don't wanna be stuck up on that stage singing Stuck up on that stage singing Already blew his shot I get along with old timers Cause my name's a reminder of a pop song people forgot And I can't keep a girl, no Cause as soon as the sun comes up I cut them all loose and work's my excuse But the truth is I can't open up Now you don't wanna be high like me Never really knowing why like Step off that roller coaster and be all alone. And you don't wanna ride the bus like this. Never knowing who to trust like this. You don't wanna be stuck up on that stage singing. Stuck up on that stage singing. 
Never really knowing why, like me. You don't never wanna step off that roller coaster and be all alone. You don't wanna ride the bus like this. Never knowing who to trust like this. You don't wanna be stuck up on that stage singing. Stuck up on that stage singing. Oh, that I know. Our sad songs, sad songs, darling. No, the I know. Our sad songs, sad songs. AM, FM, and live online. This is Radio Three.
Missy Higgins there with Scar. You're listening to Radio 3, Cruzan McCallion. Coming up in the next hour, we're talking about Tails. Go figure. Not Sonic's uh, little sidekick there. I think the things on the ends of animals, um, or perhaps on the ends of a human, if you have a vestigial one. I'm sure we'll talk about that and plenty more coming up. Here's some James Bay with If You Ever Want to Be in Love.
James Bay. If you ever want to be in love, your weather forecast for today, mainly fine, mainly dry in the afternoon, milder in the next couple of days, becoming cool significantly next week, temperatures dropping. 20 degrees at the minute, 68% relative humidity. News is up next. Steve Mnuchin, the incoming Treasury Secretary, and Steve Bannon, the new Senior White House Advisor. The news from RTHK. The permanent exhibitions of five museums managed by the Leisure and Cultural Services Department, including the Hong Kong Museum of History, the Hong Kong Heritage Museum, the Dr. Sun Yat-sen Museum, and the Hong Kong Museum of Coastal Defense are now open free of charge to the public. The Hong Kong Museum of Art will also offer free admission after renovation. Appreciate culture and art. Explore the path of history.
spiritualized there with Do It All Over Again. I actually interviewed him uh, when he did a show in Hong Kong uh, a couple of years ago. Not a very nice man, but uh, I'll tell you what, music sounds all right, so that's all right by me. Here's some Robin Cruz coming up in just a little bit. Here's Robin, Show Me Love. Yeah. 
Robin there, Show Me Love, talking about the Grammys and nominated for Best Rock Album this year, Blink-182, uh, or 182, I think is the actual name. Blink-182, on their comeback, their first number one hit in something ridiculous like 18 years, here they are with Bored to Death.
Blink-182, no dramas in the Bahamas here, Cruz. Cruz and McCallaghan back on the show Hi. after what seems... Uh, a flustering morning, or a, a long time. flustering morning. A long time, both. Bit of both. Yeah, bit, bit of both. both. Bit of both. Uh, what's new, Cruz? Uh, not much, not much. There's lots of um, mean drivers on the road today, so take care. Public service announcement, stop indicate before you change a lane that's you know that's you know what the problem is they're not listening to the juice in the they're car <laughs> because they would be zen chilled out exactly dalai lama-esque i like to think <laughs> our listeners are yes uh, Which, yeah. So this is the, probably the first time in a long time you've actually told me what the subject is going to be prior to it actually happening. Oh yeah, well I thought that you might like to know, or you might like to veto it. Uh, no, I like it. Tails. Tails. Not tall tails. Not tall long tails. Long tails and not, short tails. Not heads or tails. <laughs> no, literally. Um, no, actually, the tails of heads and tails. Yes, tails. But, but the tails is just like a picture on on a on a coin, right? Well, no, I think it's, it's heads a, and tails. It's like a metaphor. Well, it's just the, the side that the queen isn't on, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we're talking about tails. Mm-hmm. Um, why are we talking about tails, Chris? Why are we talking well, about tails, Chris? <laughs> what, what this idea? Actually, there's two reasons yep. which there's been a tail theme in my week. Um, the first one, which is not as exciting as the second one, is you're like, really? There's no, more no. than one reason <laughs> to discuss no. tails. Okay. First one is I don't you know this that I adopted a dog from the SPCA a couple of months ago. You sure did. His name's Captain. He has one eye and he's a big goofy looking mongrel and he's delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I'd been told by and like if Kate to describe my dog, he's like big kind of fluffy brown mongrel dog with a yep. big floofy tail. Right? If you were to you know looks like a dog, I guess looks like a big dog. Yeah, um, and he has a really fluffy big tail. But then. Um, I've always been told that when they found him, when they rescued him, the SPCA inspectors rescued him from the streets, that he was like really in a really, really bad way. And sometimes you think like he, was he, just a, kind of... he was in a gang or something. <laughs> he was, in, he was dealing take, drugs. He made some bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but they were just, they sort of said, oh, well, he was in a terrible way. And, um, you know, he had hardly any fur and he only has one eye. And the eye that they removed was pretty gruesome and um they're like oh all this you know it was a really and no one had a photo i was like really i can't really imagine this because my dog when i first got him he was a bit kind of a bit scruffy and he was missing a couple of patches of fur but and obviously an eye but otherwise he was he seemed pretty okay and then this week um they they found some photos and they sent me some before photos and i was absolutely shocked i could not believe it was the same dog he was half the size he was so malnourished he had no fur he had it was really really sad he was like covered in sores and his tail which if you met him he has this big fluffy tail his tail was just this spindly little like limp hairless worm. worm yeah and i couldn't believe it i was like i can't believe it um but of course so this, so that was one reason I was thinking about tails, and um, the second reason I was thinking about tails is because, and this will make you happy, Judd, because I'm sure you share my paleontological um, passions. Course, yeah. um, the tail of a 99 million year old dinosaur, um, which included bones, soft tissue, and even feathers, was found preserved in this big hunk of amber in the from the Cachin Province in Myanmar. And. Apparently, the story was they're just going to turn it into jewelry, yeah, like this big hunk. Going to turn yeah, into like necklaces there's a, there's or something. There's a thing in here and some ants and stuff, but let's just make it some necklaces, which is mind blowing. Well, it, it was just, amazing. It, makes me, it makes me assume that like half of the jewelry around the world that used to be a T Rex encased in <laughs> encased in diamonds. <laughs> it was or a something. whole dinosaur actually, yeah. yeah, before it was furniture. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but this this is really amazing because mm-hmm. it was like the tail of an actual dinosaur and um. Um, while we found, um, while we, I like to, you know how I like to speak about myself and the scientific community as the royal we, um, have found individual, us, us <laughs> humanity, have, have found individual dinosaur era feathers in amber. Um, 
the evidence for feathered dinosaurs is also captured in like fossil impressions and we've seen that as well this is the first time that scientists are actually able to clearly associate well-preserved feathers with the dinosaur and in turn gain a better understanding of the evolution and structure of dinosaur feathers now we're not talking about feathers we're talking about tails but it is a tail um the semi-translucent mid-cretaceous amber sample is about roughly the size of a dried apricot it's not very big, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it captures one of the earliest moments in differentiation between the feathers of the birds of flight and the feathers of dinosaurs, which is really exciting. Um, and anyway, so they have this kind of like, they found this like little bit of tail. And if you look online, there's like loads of amazing photos of this. And How big see, is like, it? It's, like I said, well, it's just inside what would be like a piece of dried apricot. It's not big. Yeah, because well. when, when you say dinosaur tail... Oh, right, yeah, sure. I imagine, you, think, you know, like... <laughs> no, no, no. We're talking very, very small, okay. Very, very okay. small. Um, but based on the structure of the tail, researchers believe it belongs to a juvenile cholerosaur, um, um, which is a part of a group of theropod dinosaurs, which actually does contain everything, including the Tyrannosaurus rex and modern birds. So this is like a key, a key dinosaur. The missing link. A key dinosaur. Um but also, um, the other thing that they've seen is when we talk about tails, the articulated tail vertebrae in the sample means that we can rule out the possibility that this belonged to a bird because it has um, birds don't have vertebrae tails; they don't have a little, you know, bones mm-hmm. in their tails. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's um, it, what happens is like modern birds and their closest Cretaceous ancestors featured kind of fused tail vertebrae um, that enables tail feathers to move as a single unit, which this wasn't there. So this is actually like an animal that had its own tail that could. Move Cruise. around, covered in feathers. Why did they have tails? Why, why, did, why have do things tails? have tails? Um, is it just so you can tell when an animal is happy? <laughs> We're going to talk about that because actually um, I've learned this in my dog training personal hobbies that different wags of a dog's tail mean different things which we're going to talk about in a minute but here are some 10 uses of tails well in it's probably more than 10 at this point these are sort of things that animals use their tails for so many animals use their tails for self-defense we've seen that before so um for example um you know whipping things out of the way like scorpions that's the example given and i'm glad that you thought of that one um and it, they, obviously they puncture their poison, their prey with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, grasping and holding, that's what, um, which is what we say, pretensile tails. Like a monkey, perhaps? Correct. And that is the difference. One of the differences between monkeys and apes is that monkeys have tails and apes don't. Don't you um, wish we had tails, though? Pardon? Don't you wish we still had tails? We're going to talk about that, actually. Ooh, can't we'll wait. Talk about right. that. Um, but, um, some, uh, so some monkeys have this sort of prehensile tails, which function as an extra limb, allowing them to hold and grasp objects. Um, they're also, you know, obviously you could hold on to food, you can move between different... I mean, if anyone's been watching David Attenborough's Planet Earth 2, there's some awesome examples of prehensile tails in that. Um, but they... Um, but yeah, they, these help for, for pretensile tails help with like balance as you swing and you climb and you jump through an environment. They can also obviously grab those objects um, and also allows them to safely walk and climb along sort of tree branches and things like that, um, which is obviously very beneficial. And they say that, um, I'll get to that a bit later. I'm going to get to the evolution of the tail a bit later on. So that's one, grasping and holding. Um, courtship. Some people, animals use their tails as kind of a way of sort of showing off a little bit. Peacocks. Peacocks, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also to swat pests. It's literally an evolutionary development of the tail is to swat pests. So animals that have long tails with tufts of hair on the end or throughout, such as cows or horses or zebras. Or lions. Or lions. <laughs> we like a double because they're using it for balance, which is what cats use it for as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they use it for balance. Um, but yeah, they, they do that to swat away flies and things like that. Um, 
defense tails are, um, help animals escape predators in lots of different ways for example um obviously uh the example being geckos have you ever had that experience when you've scared a gecko and it's dropped its tail yeah or you gr- we grab its tail and it oh well yeah but i always feel so sorry when you do that for them it must be so distressful honestly you're really selling the idea of a tail to me yeah. i can't believe we <laughs> lucked out by not getting one yeah well well, no, there's a reason we don't require them anymore, and we're going to get to it. But balance is a really big one. So as I said, like cats have tails to balance, but so do squirrels. Squirrels Ooh, need their tail to balance. Bushy tails. Yeah, it's probably why you don't get chipmunks in the trees. The chipmunks kind of run around on the floor, but the, the squirrels are in the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, they also use them to communicate um, animals. For example, dogs and cats. This is a really big one using tails to show emotion so and also when they tap morse code with their tail (laughs) exactly um and um the one that i think is disgusting but also kind of fascinating is marking territory so um uh, many animals spread their feces to mark their territory but the hippopotamus can twirl its tail like a propeller while it poos, allowing this to happen even mm. further over a further area. I like the sound which of Which is dramatic and disgusting, but also quite amazing that that's, that's something that the animal evolved to do. I mean, if we're talking about reasons not to have a tail, it getting in the way of uh, bodily functions is, is up there. <laughs> that's why, you know, when you go to a, you know, sh- sheep all have their tails cut off, because every time they poo, it'll get caught in their, in their tail and... It's just a mess. They cut yeah. all the tails off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm explaining this to been... someone from New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> well, they actually say that that's like, uh, like docking tails is um, for specifically for sheep and for horses, domesticated horses. They say that that's interesting because it doesn't have as much of a negative impact on the animal because we've domesticated those animals. Mm. So they're not required to have their same... You don't behaviors. have sheep climbing the trees of the Amazon, yeah. swinging yeah, from exactly. branch to branch. Yeah, I always think about that. I'm always like, it's so funny when you think about the animals that we've that have evolved alongside us because mm. we've helped them to evolve. And sheep are one. Like you think about that that Shrek the sheep in New Zealand, the sheep that went missing for like seven years and no one could catch it. And when they finally got it, it had so it was like three meters wide of wool and it could hardly move. Have you seen this guy? Yeah. yeah. But I mean that the fact is it's like oh you know like he's like I'm not coming near you, but technically I need you to survive because. I can't trim my own my own fleece, but um, and dogs are the other one. We people created dogs. We were the ones who bred, like they evolved mm-hmm. alongside yeah, us. Yeah, like you didn't see a Chihuahua in the oh, in yeah, the yeah, wild. Yeah. That's of, one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but yeah. Anyway, so other things that they can use them for. Um, people use tails for is um, I thought this one was quite interesting. Alligators use them to store fat. That's one of the reasons they have tails. Um. And also foxes have tails to literally keep them warm. They're really, really bushy mm. tails and mainly to, like, wrap themselves up in. Have you ever eaten a tail of a creature? No. Oh, oh maybe oh, I've had oxtail. Oxtail? Have you had oxtail? Yeah, I think everyone in Hong Kong should oh, have yeah, had oxtail. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, Kangaroo tails. I very, haven't had kangaroo tails. Very popular in uh, where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it tasty? Uh, it's just very fatty. Oh, really? Yeah. Or which maybe they use it people, to store their... People are into it, man. People are into, are into it. it. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so... Do you want to go to some different wags or a song? Uh, wives and Girlfriends. <laughs> uh, we're going to blast right through. No oh, yeah, song because we have Danny Hicks at Fanling Golf Course. Who oh, we're right. going to call okay, sure. a little bit. Okay, that's but good. we'll play a song at the end. All right, that's I right. do have no one problem. in mind. Do you? Mm. A tail-related song? Yes. Really? That's fascinating. Okay, so different, different, different wags. So um, research shows that dogs wag um, their tails. So okay, we talk about dogs wagging their tails. They, they also, when they feel stress, um, they wag their tails. So, for example... Um, they 
dogs did you know that dogs are right and left-handed like no people, I didn't know that. yeah they have a preference for one side um all those books they're writing yeah exactly um research shows that they rag to the right side when they encounter something pleasant and to the left when they're a little bit more stressed doesn't, and doesn't wagging just go to and from yeah no you'd be surprised if you spend a lot of time with a dog you'd be like that's a that's a wonky wag that's going on there wonky wags <laughs> but when they see something threatening um they'll they'll probably wag more to the yeah more to the left side um they also use it to um, they use their their tail in in different ways to kind of assert dominance and things like that as well. So a high held tail, like a really tall high tail, is a sign of dominance because this means that they're able to release more scent from their bums, mm-hmm. therefore making them a bigger deal to the to the neighbourhood. Mm, bum scent. Um, yeah, <laughs> a, t- a tail held high and wagging is a sign of happiness. Um, a tail held horizontal to the ground means your dog is exploring. You know that kind of thing where you see like a pointer dog and it's got its tail straight, straight like out. Like in a cartoon. Yeah, 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 like in a cartoon. That means it's exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, a low wagging tail is a sign of worry or insecurity. Um, and a tail tucked between legs is, which we all know is like a scared dog, um, and is a sign of submission. But of course, this actually is true because it's helping prevent scent being released. So it's the opposite of a tall tail. Now, I don't know how many dogs you've interviewed, but maybe you <laughs> you'd could. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, given that you live with some. Um, is this a conscious thing, or is it just a subconscious? part of their nature it's instinctive Instinctive, it's like we can't help to smile or whatever you know or you know when you say oh someone's like raising their eyebrows they're being inquisitive Mm. or whatever it is yeah it's all instinctual which is super interesting bum scent instinctive bum bum scent that's the one yeah um now if we talk about um human okay we're gonna talk a little bit oh actually before this i have a question for you lay it on me what do you think has the longest land uh tail of any land mammal Mm, longest tail of any land mammal mammal not reptile mammal not in relation to its body, the longest land tail of a mammal. Uh, I was going to okay. say something. Going to say something very different there. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. The, I'm going to say yeah, the tapir. Okay, that's. It was took a stab at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, go with it. Sometimes yeah, you just yeah. feel something. You got to go with it. Um, it's a giraffe. Oh yeah. A giraffe has the longest tail of any land mammal. It can be up to eight feet long. It makes sense. Yeah. But just proportionally, you don't think you about don't really it. You don't really think about yeah. it. They ha- males have longer tails than females, which I didn't know either. You see that question that's going around online, like would giraffes wear, if they wore neckties, would they wear them at the top of their neck or at the bottom of their neck? What do you think? I think it looks more smart if they wear them at the bottom of their I neck. I do too, but then we wear ties at the bottom of our neck. But also sort of like the top, we, we don't have that much room to... Because then the thing is, they also come no, like up around our face. No, because if you were wearing it at the top of your neck, you'd be wearing it under your chin. Mm. It'd be like a turtleneck tie. Makes sense. But a collar pretty much comes like middle of your chin, middle of your neck anyway. I don't think I've been wearing collars properly. Mm. Anyway. Like looking around like neither of us are wearing collared shirts. Shows how casual we are. Um, Answering the hard-hitting <laughs> questions on the, the juice. One. Um, anyway, so... A giraffe um, has the longest tail. Yes, giraffe has the longest tail. That was just a... That was just a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, most of us um, know what a tail is until we try to describe and define a tail. We're like, oh, it's a tail. It's like the, it's long, like the long, long spindly thing. bit off the back yeah. of a bum of a creature, right? But um, from a biologist and anatomist point of view, a tail is a bony extension. This is the definition of from the sacrum and the coccyx at the posterior end of an organism's body. So, um, the sacrum and the coccyx, however, are part of the vertebrae. So, what about invertebrates? So, do they have tails, which is what we were talking about before, um, like scorpions and peacocks and things like that? But, oh, not peacocks, they are vertebrates, but um, uh, like scorpions or, and things like that. But they, they have tail like appendages, but because there's no bone in them, um, they're, they're not technically the same thing. So, why? 
why do creatures have tails, really, in an evolutionary point of view? Tails are first and foremost functional. Uh, for kangaroos, interestingly that you mentioned them earlier, mm-hmm. um, it's used in maintaining balance and steering. Um, in other animals, it's like boa constrictors, um, which the tail is its body. Its existence is being essentially I am the one tail. giant tail. Um, is used to strangle other animals. Um, in marine life, um, t- and, and for snakes as well, tails are used for locomotion, so like to actually move. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, as I mentioned, monkeys, tails are used as another appendage to help you grasp and reach and balance and stuff like that, which is kind of crazy. Can you imagine if... Right now, we had tails. Oh. And you just had this tail, and I could pick up my drink and. But the thing is, would you sit tail. on it? Would you sit on the tail? Would it go on to, like I when you sit down? So. You could just sort of put it behind you, and you know those, <laughs> you know those like hooks you have on chairs that yeah, women yeah, sure. ha- hang their handbags ha- yeah, on. You could hang your tail. Just hang your tail or on. Just, like, yeah. Put it around your neck or something. And then yeah. would and then would it go like would women start like you know glamming them up, putting rhinestones on them? Yeah. yeah no, you never know. Maybe it would. You don't know. That's the alternate universe I want to live in. <laughs> but some people do have tails, don't they? Well, no, we're going to get to that. They're not quite tails. Spine extensions. Yeah, they're not quite tails. So um, tails are thought to be left over from the reptilian ancestors of mammals and, um, and continue their function, right? So one... As I said, one kind of tail is the prehensile tail, um, which can be used to pick things up. Um, they also say that these are found mainly in the New World. So scientists argue that the forest is more dense in the New World, as in like um, kind of like uh, today's, more or less today's kind of geographical map, um, than it is. Um, so the the idea being that dense foliage and forest, and if you had that extra functional appendage, having that tail, which is what we see with like all these different kinds of monkeys that we have around the world, um, you had a massive sort of evolutionary advantage um, rather, you know, because you could actually live and just make this kingdom your own sort of thing. Um, now, as you mentioned, the coccyx in humans is thought to be the remnants of a tail. And I always, when I, that, that word, I always, always think about when you know you fall over and you've ever like bruised your tailbone. Oh, isn't it awful? It's the worst thing in the world. Oh, yeah. it's so bad. I, I once knew someone who broke theirs. Oh. Um, but anyway, due to its, um, yeah, so they, people used to think this is, a, this is a remnant of a tail we once had, but um, it's actually the very last part of your vertebrate. Um, and pretty much every mammal on Earth had a tail at some point in their lives, um, even if it wa- was while that they were developing in the womb. Um, f- for example, with humans, between stages 14 and 22 of human embryogenesis, you can actually observe, like when you think about like looking at tiny little f- microscopic fetuses, right, in like biology textbooks. As I do in my spare time. As you do in your spare time. Oh, you might have when you were studying it school. <laughs> um, you can observe a tail-like structure, actually, that is later absorbed but when it doesn't, obviously, this is when we have things that people say, okay, you've you've got a tail. You know, like, no, your, your child has a tail. But these often do not contain bone, some of these, like, tails that people can be born with. Um, and where is the, the... Yeah, so... But the thing is, the coccyx could have evolved for many of other reasons, not just be this kind of vestigial um, thing that we have that's not really useful anymore. Um, they say that it serves as an anchor for ligaments and muscles like the gluteus maximus. Mm-hmm. Um, My so favorite like, muscle. <laughs> and also, it, it serves as like kind of like a um, an anchor for um, for our pel- uh, for our pelvis. It kind of helps with the muscular floor of the pelvis for the diaphragm, everything else there. It keeps all our lower abdominal organs um, that we need for like waste disposal um working properly and it's also really important um for 
how we sit and how we walk. So as bipedal mammalians, um, it's really important that we have this we have this coccyx. Um, all I got yeah. out of that is coccyx helps you poop good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, if that's all you got, then I'm I'm still happy with that. Do you think that if you know kids for whatever reason started being born with 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 you know larger and larger coccyxes? Mm. Set the plural. Coccyxes. Coxi. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think we should encourage the breeding of tails? <laughs> encourage the breeding. Of- well, no. They say that there's a reason we don't have them anymore. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We didn't need them as we evolved to be more upright. Interestingly, though, the last bipedal animals with tails were most likely the dinosaurs, right? Like, mm. think about a T-Rex. Technically, it was kind of bipedal, but um, hard to keep balance. Yeah, and and um, yeah, exactly. And our mammalian ancestors, they walked on all fours, so they kind of it was a bit different. But of course, once we didn't need to, once we were upright we didn't need it as much but interestingly and i really like this theory there's um which uh, which is about um how even in utero you see this tiny little tail for like babies before you know it's a baby when it's just a fetus they they say that that feature of embryological development was actually part of what um this this chap ernst haeckel's theory of rakip recapitulation which basically states which is really interesting the theory holds on to the idea that the process of developing from embryo into adult parallels various stages of our own evolution from ancestral state to current one which is also kind of interesting so we like started like is that true though it was just a theory but i'm like it's kind of an interesting theory that like in utero, we look like a little baby reptile, right? <laughs> well, you do if so you look if, at it. If you come out, if you come out too soon, you'll come out as a T Rex. Yeah, basically. That, yes, sure. Okay, Excellent. we'll go with that. But awesome. Yeah, so that's tails. I have a quote. Lay it on me. We can finish on a mm-hmm. quote. Um, w. H. Auden said, "He's been a he's a, been a bit, a bit of a pioneer. He's he's yeah. tread the boards a little bit on our he has, on our yeah, quotes. He's covered. He's yeah. He, uh, Everything this he's guy a said. For me. He's Everything a this guy me, says. Jeff. Bloody brilliant. Right. <laughs> Him said, and Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> he says, in times of joy, all of us wished we possessed a tail we could wag. It's true. I feel nice. like it would be fun. I think it'd be fun too. Yeah. You gotta wag my other. Have you ever limbs. worn one in a costume? Uh, like." Yeah, and it's actually. Have you dressed up as a sexy cat? <laughs> yes, <laughs> sexy cat. That's my go-to. It gets in the way of everything. Yeah, you yeah. get trapped, but it's kind trapped of fun. in doors. Don't you find and... it quite novel? Like, even if you've got like one of those dinosaur I, I believe, onesies. With, I believe like... there's probably a, an entire subculture of people that dress up like like animals and yeah, wag their tails. Yeah, that's not going to be an audio column. <laughs> it's, it's not, not going to be. That's not, that's, but yeah. I, I assume that's what that's the feeling they're chasing. Just yeah. having a little tail to wag. Yeah, yeah. There was a double pun in there. Feeling they're chasing. I like that. Right. Thanks so much. Okay, so the song, which oh, yeah, I queued on. up. I actually get this. I put on a CD for this. <gasps> yeah, didn't wow. even queue it up. It's uh, Ray Charles' Shake Your Tail Feather. Cool. Which, not only tails, but also feathers. Judge. Thanks, Cruz. <laughs> well, I heard about the fella you've been dancing with all over the neighborhood. So why didn't you ask me, baby? I didn't you think I could?
Ray Charles there, shake your tail feather. Now, I'm joined all the way from Fan Ling uh, up at the golf course at the Hong Kong Open. Danny Hicks is with us. Danny, can you hear me? Good morning, Judge. Yes, I can hear. Can you hear me? Mate, nice and clear. Much better than the mobile phone we had yesterday. Yeah, unfortunately, our uh, our technical gurus who uh, run the uh, the outside broadcast unit here, they were doing very fine work for uh, Operation Santa Claus with the uh, with the business show in the morning yesterday in another part of town, so they couldn't get here, so I had to do it on... Do, we had to do it the old-fashioned way yesterday, didn't we, via via phone lines. It was a throwback, but uh, <laughs> yeah, crystal clear today, and crystal clear blue skies. Again, I can't believe it. This is a day three of the UBS Hong Kong Open, of course. Day three of uh, Hong Kong's flagship event, been going since 1959, and day three... And I've still yet to see a cloud in the sky, would you believe, in three days. Unbelievable, the weather we've got here. Looking out over the 17th fairway, which runs down alongside the media centre here, and it's absolutely pristine. A few crowds in the distance there up at the uh, 15th green, where some of the early starters, uh, which included Ian Poulter and Patrick Reed of the United States, are, are coming through. So... Crowds are building nicely. We've had a record attendance yesterday on Friday of over 10,000 people because they threw the doors open free. Uh, beat last year's record of 6,000 for a Friday. And uh, it looks like we're going to beat the record attendance for the whole weekend, which was 42,000 last year. So um, crowds piling already. And really, there is no excuse not to get down here because you can't beat it. The weather is just incredible. The golf has been fantastic. Now, I'm looking at I'm looking at the golf, mate, and it looks mm. like uh, Rafa... Is it Cabrera Bello? Is like, yes, it is. Yes, three, well done. Three names, difficult. He's on a rampage Cabrera at the moment. Cabrera Bello, yeah. He's uh, shooting for the stars. He's well out ahead. He's, I think he's three shots ahead or so. He is. Three shots clear of the field after yesterday. Rounds of 64 and 65 yesterday. Uh, took him to 11 under par. Par 70 at the uh, Fanling course here. Composite course. Three golf courses here. Three 18-hole courses at Fanling. And this is a... The championship course is a composite course of the new and Eden courses. Uh, so the 17th hole of this course, which goes past the media centre here I've been describing, is actually the first hole, if you know Fanling at all, it's actually the first hole on the new course. Um, bit confusing, but for the purposes of the championship, it's a par 70 course, one of the shortest on tour, but really uh, is, is a fantastic test of golf uh, because no one has, has really uh, destroyed the course. As we can see, 11 under, and then everybody else is 8 under. Well, Sam Brazel, 8 under par, and then there's a gaggle of players on 6 under. 6 under after two rounds is just shows you how tough it's been playing, even though we've had perfect conditions. Small greens, very fast, uh, easy to run off the green. The ball's not holding, and, and it's quite a test of golf. You do, you do not want to be coming out the rough at Fan Ling, and the fairways are very tight because you'll never hold the ball on the green. As... Uh, Mr. Ian Poulter found out yesterday he was going along great guns uh, uh, 68, 2 under par in the first round got it to 5 under par yesterday when he got to the uh, the 16th green and then um, oh dear uh, sorry the 15th and then it was a case of oh dear his third shot uh, slid off the green uh, from the rough, as I say, going for the pin, which was tight to a bunker, slid off into a bunker. Then took him three to get out of the bunker. He eventually signed for a four over par quadruple bogey eight on that hole, and then and then bogeyed the last, and then was uh, really uh, right on the cut line, and it was touch and go whether he'd get in for the weekend. He did just scrape in at even par, and uh, he was first out this morning alongside Patrick Reed of the United States, the Ryder Cup star, who had similar woes. And um, neither of them really uh, find, finding it too too suitable for them this week. Ian Poulter 
uh, former champion here, of course, in 2009, but uh, having a tough old time. And I'm just looking down, the, and he's one over par for his round today. Started with two bogeys, so um, really it, it carried through to to today. His poor form from yesterday. Got it back with a birdie on the front nine, a birdie uh, after the turn. But he's had a he's had a double bogey at the at the very short par three twelfth hole. Um, shortest hole on the course. He had a double bogey five there, and uh, he's one over for the tournament. Patrick Reed faring a little bit better. He's got it to one under uh, as we speak. Uh, but he's had a double bogey and a couple of bogeys on the card. Very up and down card there. I'm just looking down. He's five five birdies so far and a couple of couple of bogeys and a double in there. So Patrick Reed having a real up and down day. Justin Rose only went off at... Uh, about 45 minutes ago, he's played four holes of his third round, and he's two under par for the round, three under for the championship. Eight shots off the lead, so a long way back. But it's the sort of course, if someone gets a roll going, they could shoot a 62, 63, something like that. And Poulter famously shot 60 here when he won and said it could have easily been a 58 or 59. But it needs somebody to get on that sort of roll, you think, uh, to, to approach a... And peg back Rafa Cabrera Bello has just looked supremely confident. Thursday in his first round, he he really uh, played flawless golf. He didn't miss, miss a single green in regulation, which, as I've described the course, round here is some feat. And uh, six under par in that first round. Just a couple of little blemishes, but got himself out of trouble yesterday. Found the bunker at 14, but uh, great up and down there to save his par. And when he did get into trouble, he was very cool in getting out of it again and uh, 65 yesterday's put him in as we say three shots clear he goes off at one o'clock alongside Sam Brazel just before that Masters champion Danny Willett will go off at 12.51 he's uh, joined third at the moment six under par but he needs a he's had a really good return to form this week arrived here early tested out some new clubs been practicing hard this week looking to get back some form having sort of fallen off a cliff really since his Masters win and in terms of form but uh, it's the start of a new European tour season and he's really uh, picked up well had a very steady first round and then had a very very good round yesterday of 66 four under he's six under for the tournament and uh, he's the sort of player I saw him shoot 62 in the final round at Shanghai in the WGC last year and uh, he's the sort of player and that's a much longer tougher course than this so uh, he's the sort of player if he got on a roll and he really gets that putter going he could you know catch up the leaders he, he would be looking to put some pressure uh, from the group behind on Rafa Cabrera Bella up front but it needs someone to come at him of the early starters an old name people might know David Howe uh, the Englishman um, old stalwart of the European Tour former Ryder Cup player on the Players Committee and all that very well respected lovely fellow as well and uh, as winner won on Chinese soil before I think the World China Open certainly was the, was the first winner of the WGC uh, sorry the HSBC Champions before it became a WGC event up there in Shanghai in uh, 2005 he's six under par for his round today uh, and he's as I say that he's just birdied the 13th this is live golf for you folks the par 5 13th he's birdie four there he's moved to seven under par for his round today and seven under for the tournament just four shots off the lead so at the moment if he pars in he will shoot 63 and just as I was saying you know if someone shoots 62 63 they can put some pressure on Cabrera Bella at the top so Hal's still got uh, what, five holes to play, and he's seven under for his round, so something special going on there from David Howe, and I'll try and get out and get a word with him uh, when he comes in in about an hour's time, because he's a terrific guy to talk to as well. But, uh, so, he's burning it up on the course. Arjun Atwal of India, five under for his round today. Not a lot else to speak of from the early starts. Justin Rose is just, he's three under 
for the championship, as I say, two under par for a round. So that's where we are at the moment, and the leaders to go out, like I say, around about sort of 12.50, 1 o'clock this afternoon. So get yourself down there. You have plenty of time. The leader's not out till 1 o'clock. Get yourself on the uh, the old East Rail Line to Shengshui and uh, get the free shuttle bus to here. Under-21s getting free all weekend, and... Uh, there's some great golf in store this afternoon and some fantastic weather. Well, even if you just sit in the Spectator Village with a little cocktail watching it on the big screen, what better place to be? And as you say, mate, like we saw with Poulter, uh, it can be one It can be one hole. It can be one mm. hole that could change the fortunes of, uh, of the leader, so you never know what's going to happen with two, exactly. round, two I mean, rounds three, to play. Yeah. Three shots looks a lot, but I say 36 holes, an awful lot can happen. And uh, they say Saturday is moving day in golf terms. That's where players move into position and they just want to be within a shout on the final day because anything can happen, especially with the closing holes here. Uh, 17 can be quite tricky if, with the tee back. Uh, there's, a, there's a ditch runs across it. The back nine, in fact, very tough here. And 18 is a classic closing hole. The, the pin position on the final day will be tight behind a bunker over water. And although it's only a short approach shot, and there's a very tight drive to find the fairway, and then you've got to hit a perfect approach shot to get anywhere near the pin. Um, because that 18th green, I can tell you, I played in the Pro-Am, and it is like glass. I had a 15-foot putt for birdie on there, and I barely touched it, and it went 20 foot past. <laughs> is, if you're putting the wrong side of the hole, you're putting downhill. Honestly, it's like, uh, it's like they say about the greens in Augusta. It's like put- putting from a... From a calf's roof and trying to stop the ball on the bonnet, it's you know it's virtually impossible. So you need to be in the right position on the greens, or you know you start you're looking at maybe uh, if you're looking at you've got to birdie the 18th to win the tournament. Well, you can easily walk off with a bogey or double bogey or worse, and have thrown the tournament away completely. So it, it's a hole where you know nothing's over until everybody's played that 18th hole. Put it that way. Mate, and just quickly, uh, what else is going on in the sports world? We'll check yeah, in with I just golf, thought, you uh, know, a little bit later. Been, I've been really, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come back a bit later as the leaders are teeing off later and I'll fill you in on what's happening and we'll see how David Howe's finished. But, uh, yeah, we normally talk all things sport, don't we, on a Saturday morning. I must admit, I've been preoccupied with the golf this week. I haven't had a look around, but the Premier League uh, uh, in England, some fascinating games, mainly tomorrow. I mean, the big one is Manchester United against Tottenham. And looking at the table, you know, Manchester United desperately need a win in that one. They're six points behind Spurs after last week's results. They're, they're nine points behind Man City. They will be at least, if Manchester United lose to Tottenham, they will be still sixth, probably. Or they may not even be sixth, but they will be nine points off fifth place Tottenham if they lose that game. And that is a almost insurmountable gap uh, as we head into the Christmas period and a busy period. We've got midweek games coming up this week. So desperately needing a win there, Manchester United. But Tottenham in good form, you know, uh, they bounced back from this kind of woes of, of not winning. Uh, and they 5-0 over Swansea last week, a good win in Europe in midweek. They'll be full of beans at the moment. So that's going to be a tough prospect for Manchester United. And it all doesn't seem quite right in the camp does it with Josie Mourinho sort of things he's saying and there's, I don't know what's going on there but there's something a bit wrong um, Chelsea top of the shop they've got West Brom tomorrow they kick us off tomorrow at 12 o'clock UK times 8 o'clock our time then it's Manchester United with Tottenham at 10.15 tomorrow night so the great thing for me is I can be here at the golf all day tomorrow and then go home and watch the football and then we've got Southampton Middlesbrough and Liverpool v West Ham Liverpool up there in third of course Today, uh, the early game, Watford v Everton, uh, 8.30 our time. 
then we got Arsenal going great guns as well, trying to close the gap on Chelsea. Uh, they had a fantastic win, didn't they? 5-1 away at West Ham last week. So uh, they, they've, they're at home to Stoke. I'd expect them to keep winning. Burnley at home to Bournemouth, of course. Amazing scenes last week. Bournemouth turning over Liverpool. Uh, 2-0 down and looking out of the game, Bournemouth. Then 3-1 down and then won it 4-3. Uh, amazing scenes down at Dinkle. Their first ever win over Liverpool. So they'll be very, very buoyant going to Burnley, who, are, who let's face it, are one of the favourites for relegation. Hull City, another team that probably, you know, staring relegation in the face. They're at home to Crystal Palace. Swansea City struggling as well. Uh, abject last week against Tottenham they're at home to Sunderland and David Moyes is turning that around you know at Sunderland uh, three wins out of their last four I fancy them to make it four out of five at uh, Swansea who looked really poor last week and uh, round us off the late game 1.30 tomorrow morning Manchester City uh, down in fourth place after last week <laughs> the, the way this you know Man City were leaders then they were down now they're fourth um, Tottenham breathing down their le- neck they're away to the champions Leicester City who are sinking faster than the Titanic at the moment and uh, Ranieri's frantically trying to rearrange the deck chairs but uh, with Vardy out of form and you know they're just two points above the relegation slots and if Sunderland win and if West Ham win this weekend then uh, Leicester could find themselves in the in the bottom three it which is, is uh, quite a, an amazing it's prospect when you though, think how dominant they were last season. You think, but you also look, there's a there's an alternate universe going on mm. in the Champions League where they're actually doing pretty well for themselves. Well, they had been. Well, yeah, they, they've qualified, yeah, they and, qualified then they, and then yeah. they got absolutely hammered, didn't they, this but, week, which is probably more a realistic assessment of what their form's been like this season. But we'll see how they go in the, in the knockout stages, a draw uh, for that, of course, uh, will be made soon. Um, uh, I don't know, it's hard to put a finger on it, but I think two two main factors. Conte, who was their absolute rock in midfield, and, you know, the engine room of that side. He went to Chelsea, of course, and Vardy's out of form up front, who was banging them in for fun last season, and you got, you've got you lost your midfield linchpin and your top goal scorer's not firing. Um, and the defence, which was so solid last season, has, has started to look very leaky, and it's almost like Premier League opposition have found them out a little bit defence wise they were a bit of an ageing defence you know with Wes Morgan and and Robert Huth and people like that and uh, they're just looking a little bit second best at the moment in all departments and uh, the Premier League's so competitive if you're not right on your game uh, as Liverpool found last week at Bournemouth you know anybody can beat anybody on their day and unfortunately everybody's beating Leicester at the moment Absolutely, mate. We're going to have to let you go, but we'll catch up again at about 12.30 uh, and find out about some more golf. Yeah, so uh, the news from here, uh, David House, seven under par for his round at the moment, going great guns, only four off the lead, and the leader's out around one o'clock. We'll come back before then. Cheers, mate. We've got some Michael Bublé coming up as well as the news. Here's Michael. Nobody but me. But how the hell can I help when I'm thinking on you? Maybe I might get a little reckless But you gotta expect that What else can a boy do? My mama taught me how to share But I'll be selfish and I don't care Cause I want you I need you all for me I don't want anybody loving my baby Nobody, nobody, nobody but me Just maybe nobody, 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 nobody but me. 
I know when you got a lovely lady, I might drive the boys crazy when she's looking so fine. Whoa, I don't know, no one ever would blame me. The only thing that could save me is just knowing you're mine. My papa told me once or twice, don't be cool, but don't be too nice, 'cause I want you, I need you all for me. 'Cause I don't want anybody loving my baby, nobody, nobody, nobody but me. And I don't want anybody thinking just maybe, nobody, nobody, nobody but me. I know I can be a bit jealous, but how the hell can I help it? I'm so in love with you. Michael Bublé, nobody but me. Weather forecast for today: mainly fine and dry this afternoon. Milder in the next couple of days. It's going to drop temperatures rapidly, heading towards next week. 21 degrees at the minute, 64% relative humidity. The news from RTHK. The election committee subsector elections will be held on December 11th from 7:30 a.m. to 10:30 p.m. Use the pen provided at the polling station to shade the ovals opposite the names of the candidates chosen. Don't vote for more than the prescribed number of seats. Put the marked ballot paper into the envelope provided and drop it into the ballot box in the direction of the arrow. For the more than 200,000 registered voters, please remember to vote. For inquiries, please call 2891-1001.
see you there with the greatest. You're listening to The Juice on Radio 3. Give us a call, 233-88266, if you have a song request talking about the Grammys. And a lot of these categories, I understand, uh, best album, best song, best pop performance, best country album. I understand all this, but there are some strange... Very strange uh, categories that I don't quite understand, like a best album package, which, as it turns out, is the best uh, like album artwork or the actual album that comes in the case and if it's well designed or not, uh, or best special edition album package. Uh, really stretching for these categories. I think they just have all these statues. They get all these statues made, and they just have to start giving them out. So in the 1975, uh, for their album, I Love You When You're Sleeping For You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unaware, bit of a mouthful, uh, they were nominated for Best Album Package. So you can really hear the nice album artwork on this next song, the 1975, A Change of Heart.
1975 with some of the most beautiful album artwork uh, this year. My goodness, what a Grammy category. Okay, some time for some more new music. Uh, this one by Ryan Adams, unfortunately, went through a bit of a marriage breakup, and uh, instead of, I don't know, uh, doing some bad things to himself, he did some good things and decided to pen a new album out of heartbreak. Like a phoenix out of the ashes rises a great new album. Uh, it's going to come out next year, I believe. It's going to be called Prisoner, but this is the lead single off it. It's Ryan Adams with Do You Still Love Me?
This week, Well Vibes has two musical themes on offer. First, our featured vinyl album from the archives with 1970s African funk super band from Kenya, Matata. Then, a new selection of hot new hits from a lot of places on the planet. All that's on World Vibes with me, Pierre Rabelais, this Saturday afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m. on Radio 3. See you. Still want you time for more, more, more new music. Well, this one is at least this year it came out, and Marin Morris, country singer, has been nominated for Best New Artist Grammy. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, she's performing on Saturday Night Live, which is the gateway into the mainstream. So you're going to be hearing a lot more of her, I'm sure. Here she is with My Church. It's Marin Morris. 
Marin Morris there, my church, off her album Hero, had a request come in for some Lady Marmalade. I will play it. I'm not going to be happy about it, but I will play it if you have a request, 233-88266, or the Facebook page, The Juice, on Radio 3. Send me a Facebook message on there. Who is on this song? Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim. Is Pink on this one? Gosh, I'll have to Google it. Back up here.
When your friend is sad, she wants your shoulder to lean on. When your sister is stressed, she wants you to listen to her. When your girlfriend is lonely, she wants you to be with her. When smokers try to quit smoking, they need all your support. Help your family and friends to quit now. Call the quit line on 1833-183 for advice. A dream. 
Triple Tone Eyes there by Just Jack here on The Juice. Time for a bit of one-hit wonder glory. Toto Colo. I eat cannibals. Carry me home 
Foo Fighters, St. Cecilia there. Love a bit of that. Some Mumford & Sons coming up. Some more requests coming up. 233-88266. Mumford & Sons, Tompkins Square Park. If 
Tompkins Square Park, Mumford and Sons. Here's a new one by Charlie XCX after the after party. And we do it like ice cream for dinner 
Charlie XEX after the after party featuring Lil Yachty. Uh, Kanye West had a bit of a meltdown. He does that almost routinely. It's like, you know, some people do spring cleaning. He has uh, mental breakdowns and gets checked into hospital. But he's re-emerged healthy, hap- happy and fit and fighting, which is always good to see. Uh, he got a new hairdo as well. He's dyed his hair blonde. So that's, you know, a clear sign of emotional stability there. Here's some Kanye West. Only one. As I lay me down to sleep, I hear her speak to me. Hello, Mari, how you doing? I think the storm ran out of rain, the clouds are moving. I know you're happy, cause I can see it. So tell the boys inside your head to believe it. I talked to God about you He said he sent you an angel And look at all that he gave you Yes, for one and you got to Mm-hmm You know I never left you Cause every road that leads to heaven's right inside you So I can say Hello, my only one Just like the morning sun You keep on rising till the sky knows your name Remember who you are No, you're not perfect But you're not your mistakes Hey, 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 hey Oh, the good I wish the bad Even on your estate Remember I'd say Hey, hey, one day You'll be the man You always knew you could be And if you knew No, you wouldn't do that And no, I didn't pick the day to turn the page I know it's not the end every time I see her face And I hear you say Hello, my only one You got the brothers, you got love in your hands And you're still my chosen one So can you understand one day And next time when I look in your eyes, we'll have wings and we'll fly. No, my only one, just like the morning sun, you'll keep on rising till the sky knows your name. And you're still my chosen one. Remember who you are. No, you're not perfect, but you're not your mistakes. Hey, 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 hey. Tell no reason. 
about me. Tell Noria, I just want you to do me a favor. Tell Noria about me. 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 Quality is getting better. Measures implemented by the government have improved general air quality by more than 30%, and roadside air quality has improved by almost 30%. From 2014, more than 80,000 old diesel commercial vehicles will be phased out, and over 40,000 are already gone. Hong Kong is also Asia's first port to require ocean-going vessels to use low-sulfur fuel at birth. No wonder air quality is getting better. Let's make it even better.
fighting out of Sheffield, England. It's the Arctic Monkeys snap out of it. Your weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight, mainly fine and dry. It's going to be warm during the day. In the next couple of days, look forward to that. It's going to be a bit cooler next week. Hey, Travi J's in the studio. Hey, what's up, everyone? He'll be on in the next hour. Stay tuned. 22 degrees, 59% relative humidity. Here's the news. The new senior White House advisor. The news from RTHK. The 13th five-year plan. The Belt and Road Initiative. Develop innovation and technology. Build a financing platform. Export professional services. Promote creative tourism. Hong Kong offers lots of opportunities. Let's boost the economy and improve people's livelihood. The government is now collecting views for the coming policy address and budget. Please tell us your opinions. Visit policyaddress.gov.hk or call 2810-3768.
Temple Pilots. Great song. Sour Girl. Travi J. We fan. miss you, Scotty. Miss you every day. Yeah. I think he was one of the... Like, there was a scared... Initially, he went through rehab for his uh, drug addiction problem back, yeah. back in the day. But uh, you know about the 26 Club? Is that what it's called? Or the 26, 27, 20, 27, 27 Club? Yeah. 27 Club. Well, 26 in Korean age. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But uh, that so that's... Uh, there have just been a lot of famous rock and roll musicians that have passed away at the age of 27. He was only 27? No, no. I'm saying... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was think, much older. I think initially the scare was probably around when he was 27, oh, right. but yeah. he, he w- was able to right the ship and, and s- stabilize himself, but then he did eventually succumb. It's kind of a final destination thing. You can't escape. You can't escape, but you you did. You pushed on right on through. <laughs> uh, that's true. I am older than 27. I'm not much of a rocker, though, so uh, I'm not, not quite as prolific as uh, people like Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix. See, I, see I, I never understood that. Like There are 6 billion people, nearly probably 7 billion people by now, Counting all those undocumented people. <laughs> no, seven billion people. I mean, people die every day. 27 at every age. I mean, there's probably a lot of people that join the 26 club as well, or the 25 club, or the 24 club. Well, we need to research this. We Just need to re- every, research, yeah. There's probably plenty in, like, the 72 club as well. The 72 club <laughs> is huge at the moment. Exactly. Uh, hey, Judd. Hey. Guess tra- what I'm here for. Travi, not to talk about obituaries. <laughs> uh, you're no. here to talk about... The Kong Unity Calendar, uh, which is, of course, theme our... Theme music coming. Theme music. Yeah, it's always pending. <laughs> In utero. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, yes, it's the Kong Unity Calendar, where we tell the Hong Kong community what's happening during the week, tell them about some fun events that are happening, so they can go and enjoy themselves, uh, get out of their, their cramped Hong Kong apartments, and enjoy life here in the big city. Mm-hmm. What do you say we dive into it, Judd? Oh, I've got my flippers ready. Let's dive in. <laughs> All right, he's ready to flip and flop. Here we go. <laughs> number one event for the week is... Number uh, one. <laughs> number one. Uh, Wicked at the Hong Kong Academy of Performing Arts in Wan Chai. That's going on today through January 1st with various showtimes, so look online for more details. Uh, but Wicked, of course, is the Broadway play. It's also been on in uh, London's West End uh, for quite some time. A winner of multiple Tony Awards and uh, just a, you know a very uh, top show from coming from Broadway. It's of course based on the story of the Wizard of Oz, where you have the the green skinned witch. Uh, what's her name? Elfaba, and then you have the the good witch, the nice blonde witch, Glinda. Of course, and she uh, couldn't have, he couldn't have chosen like normal names for them. Like I don't know, Faba, like, yeah. Glen- <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, but it's kind of a, it's a twist. It's a, it's it delves into the the story of the uh, the witches, and I think actually the the green skin witch is kind of the protagonist of this one. Mm. So it kind as of opposed a, to being the it's antagonist, a around, exactly. Yeah. Which maybe Glinda is the antagonist. You got to have some sort of conflict, Judd. It drives the drama. Mm. Um, but yeah, so there you have it. Check out Wicked. Uh, put on the dark side of the moon, see if it matches up. <laughs> Take your boombox with you. Yeah, the, the, the ex- some extraordinarily rude man in the front row is just blasting Pink Floyd uh, during a Broadway musical. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Um, I had the chance to see Wicked last time I went uh, oh, so you've to, seen it. to New York, but I didn't see it. I wanted oh. to see it, but 
my my significant other at the time, now ex, wanted to see Chicago instead, oh. so we had to go see that. Which, see, I mean, I'd already seen in film form. There's I know, no right. film version of Wicked. Although, technically, she could argue that you could just see The Wizard of Oz, and you sort of get the gist of it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> or may- maybe that's uh, the more recent uh, James Franco Oz oh, vehicle. Oh, my kind goodness. Of- <laughs> what was that? I forget what that was even called. But- A blemish on society. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, Wicked... All the way till January 1st, Hong Kong Performing Arts. That is correct. Hakapa. In one <laughs> is, that, is that the abbreviation? The Hakapa. 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 Hong Kong Academy of Performing, Performing Arts. Arts. Yeah, if you're into that sort of Lovely thing. facility over there. So <laughs> is it? Check very, it out. Very clean. Yeah. yeah. I believe it's in the Lyric Theater. Mm. Um, okay, so let's move on. We have another theatrical production. Mm. Uh, in case uh, maybe you have some small children that you think uh, witches might scare them a little bit too much, you can take <laughs> them to go see The Wonderful World of Disney on Ice at the Hong Kong Convention and Exhibition Center, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Hakapa there in Wan Chai. Um, so let, let's count. To, I'm going to go through the copy here, but I'm just going to say the names of the characters that they mentioned that you will see on hand. Of course, there'll be Mickey and Minnie Mouse, uh, Donald Duck, Goofy. Uh, I guess he's a dog. Uh, you guess? Don't you guess Goofy's a dog? You, no, he, he is. He's, he's, he's not. Like, he's he's a, not a hippo. He's a dog man. Okay. You have Pluto is a dog. Yeah, he can't yeah. talk. He rolls around all that, fours. It, like they keep like Mickey has a dog. But he also has an anthropomorphized a friend that <laughs> is also, also like, a dog. So is anyway. I think there are even cartoons where where Goofy is the owner of Pluto, which really? is really odd. Yeah, there you go. Oh. But uh, of course, uh, Dory, Nemo, and Marlin from uh, Finding Dory. We had so we have some fish too. Uh, we have Anna and Elsa and Olaf from Frozen. Uh, Snow White, Rapunzel. Well, of course, Seven Dwarves. I kind of split up uh, Snow White and Seven Dwarves there. Uh, Buzz and Woody from Toy Story. Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa from uh, The Lion King. And Jasmine, Aladdin, and Genie from my favorite Disney movie, Aladdin. All these characters famous for their ice skating prowess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, maybe the only one we've seen on skates is uh, the Genie at some point. I'm sure he had, had skates on, right? I don't know. Uh, I think he was wearing Crocs in that movie. Well, what's the most recent animated movie you've seen, Judd? The original Fantasia? Saw it back in the 30s. (laughs) Uh, No, I I have no idea the last animated film I saw. I think mine was uh, Sausage Party. (laughs) Yeah, very appropriate. Not a Disney uh, vehicle. So, Disney on Ice, I mean, they're getting something exorbitant, like $6 billion Hong Kong to extend Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, oh, that's right. They can yeah. add like you know Marvel and all that stuff. See that I might actually have to check out the the Marvel may entice me to go back to Hong Kong Disneyland. I went for Mystic Manor before. That was cool, but uh, other theme parks are available. I'd, but... ra- I'd rather go to Ocean Park where they have actual roller coasters. Oh, Space Mountain's pretty cool. But maybe they could just funnel some of that to uh, this ice skating extravaganza. <laughs> you know, just funnel one percent of that funding and get some more characters. Solid gold costumes and skates. It'll be great. Can you skate on gold? Anyway, it's pretty malleable, I think. It might be a little soft. Hong Kong Convention Center, you said. Uh, That is correct. Check out uh, the wonderful world of Disney on ice at the Hong Kong Convention and Exhibition Center in Wan Chai starting today through... uh, Or no, multiple shows today and tomorrow. Are there there fights on Disney on ice like there is on, like, you know, hockey on ice? (gasps) Um, do they just let if Mickey and Minnie have a have a biff? Do they just let them go at it as long as it's the two of them? As long as they like throw the gloves yeah. off, throw their sticks down, and go at it, it could be uh, a, a lot of fun. Uh, okay, next event. Next, event. next event. The, we have a 
let's see, less of a uh, dramatic thing here, but it's the Variety Party presents a very variety Christmas, and this is Variety uh, T E A. So that's it's coming a, up. A tea party. It's fun. I'm guessing near the twenty fifth. Uh, no, it's, uh, well, let's see, the Hong Kong Brew House in Lan Kwai Fong is where this is happening, but it's tonight at 8 p.m. Oh, wow, you really, get your skates on, kids. Hey, get, skate on over up, uh, D'Aguilar, uh, and check this out, it's gonna be, it's Hong Kong's only variety show, and it's returning with another night packed full of fun with comedy, music, poetry, and more, and this month they're teaming up with Amnesty International, and 10% of all proceeds are, uh, going towards the charity, and uh, there you go, Hong Kong Brew House, uh, a lot of a variety show. Uh, I know that it's put on by Comedy HK, so it's, there's guaranteed going to be some laughs. But uh, fr- friends you know, they, of the show, I they believe. Call, they call them, like, variety parties. And, like, they say they have various things going on, hence the variety. But it's always just, like, sort of, like, comedy, music, poetry, magic. There's no, like, open-heart surgery at these things. That would be a <laughs> real variety party. Yeah, well, they need to get uh, Stuart Palm, our, our recent guest, Yeah, recent on. guest, uh, uh, to do some mind-reading. But, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, totally. What, uh, get people to really show off their skills, whatever they may whatever be. Whatever they an, may be. A plumber in there. I want to see some, some real hard core accounting uh just someone <laughs> sitting there doing tax returns that's, that's variety. what we need is to some coked up investment bankers on stage that's, ex- <laughs> that's exactly what we don't need brew house uh, uh you're referring to of course the drink coca-cola yeah of course yeah, yeah. a lot of caffeine yeah they, they get wired up on in the, in the sugar too it's a double whammy really it's a rush, yeah. uh, tea or coffee for you yeah, we're talking but, about a tea party here, a variety I've party. I've got my disgusting uh, Starbucks from the holiday Emporium. cup. Uh, not, full, not a Christmas cup, I'm sure. I think there was... It was like they melted a Mars bar in here. That's how sweet it was. But So yeah. that was coffee or it hot was chocolate? Coffee. Oh, okay. Mm. Tis the season for hot chocolate. Get on it. Tis. Let's take a break. Let's do that. And then we're going to... This is a bit of a preview of the punk we're going to... Uh, talk about Talk a about bit. a little bit. This is mm, some 41. Fat lip. you know when don't count on me 
Some 41. Fat rock. Lip. Rock and roll. Speaking rock of and roll. rock and or roll, uh, what do we got coming up, Travi, in Hong Kong? Oh, we got some rock coming up, Joe. And or roll. <laughs> and or roll. Uh, Anti-Flag, live in Hong Kong at Hidden Agenda in Kuntong, Thursday, December 15th. This Thursday at 8 p.m. This is politically charged punk rock. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Is there any punk that isn't politically charged? Um, uh, there's a punk that's more into, like, you know, death and stuff. Not oh, so much yeah. politics. So, like the misfits, you know. Good family entertainment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's not always politically charged. But uh, there's definitely lots of political commentary in the genre. Uh, this band was formed in 1988, uh, but they didn't really... Uh, break out until 1997 but they they have been around for a while and they're also supported by a uh, an Indonesian punk act that's coming to town for uh, this uh, Joey the Gangster is the name of that outfit and uh, perhaps a local punk act or two so and this is a free concert really this is a a well-known act coming to Hong Kong from America and they're playing for free i don't get how this is possible but it's a unique opportunity that everyone should be taking advantage of it's that sort of diy spirit man just do it do it yourself punk man that's uh, right well if you were to so what is the difference between punk rock and regular good old rock um the songs are quite short they're usually very um there's not much production they just play and, and record high and, tempo yeah, it's high very up tempo it's very uh, loud Cacophonous, you could even say. Cacophonous. I'm, let me see if I can pronounce that correctly. Uh, I got you. I know what you meant. Yeah. And, um, and the songs are usually quite short, and the lyrics are sometimes unintelligible. <laughs> but it adds to A lot to of it. screaming. Screaming for the singing. And now people uh, who, you know, they think, oh, do I want to go to a punk show? Because they can be quite uh, rowdy. I and I want it to be rowdy. I want to get a mosh pit going. Many people want it to be rowdy. Uh, so if before you, you you're you're a veteran of these gigs. You're a veteran of the wars. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> if if, I, if you were to give some starter tips, uh, a beginner's pack maybe for for people wanting mm. to dive in. How do you best prepare? Uh, keep your fluids up. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. You go to a rock show. <laughs> Don't wear flip-flops, nothing open-toed. You're probably going to want some steel-toed boots or something, because uh, if you're actually going to get down into the crowd, yeah, then you're go- you're going to get pushed around, you're going to get stepped on for sure. Uh, if you don't want to get into a mosh pit situation where you're getting pushed around, then you better stay in the back, don't get up to in the front. And uh, 
other than that, if somebody falls down in the pit, do your best to pick them up. Let's show some courtesy to each other here in Hong Kong, in the Kong community. There you go. I'm sure Travi will be there. You, you, I am going to be there. Front row. If you see a man wildly windmilling, uh, just going, <laughs> going crazy in the just, circle pit. Just throwing punches in the, in the uh, circle pit, exactly. That's Radio Hong Kong zone, is, is, uh, It was a good call because uh, the circle pit is Hong Kong's preferred style of pit. Yeah. Which I would, wouldn't is, say is the case in the US, but here in Hong Kong, they like their circle pits. People like to be the center of attention. <laughs> uh, so there you go, Anti-Flag at Hidden Agenda. Yeah, check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thursday. And that's Thursday at 8 p.m. Free show. See you there. Uh, but there's uh, something maybe a little bit uh, more general for, for the broader audience coming up this week as well. It's the Great European Carnival at Central Harbor Front. It is starting back up again Friday, December 16th, and running all the way through February 12th. I will say, though, st- closed toe... Closed toe footing footwear. Of course, I'm gonna say, don't wear open toe footwear either to the carnival because you might lose one on some of those roller coasters, those rickety old roller coasters. Plus, in case anyone tosses their cookies, you want to make sure your your tootsies are protected. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yes, this is um, running for 59 days between Christmas, New Year's Eve, and into Chinese New Year. We could do this for five straight <laughs> That's right, we'll talk about it every week. The carnival includes rides, games, attractions, and entertainment, all in front of one of the most iconic skylines in the world. Uh, of course, they're talking about New York City. <laughs> uh, a dynamic European theme will be captured with elements representing different countries in Europe, uh, ending with a dramatic shift into a Chinese New Year theme later on. You know, they say that. Um, like, there's different themes from, like, different parts of Europe. Usually it's just, like, London, Paris, Vienna. There's no, like, Estonia or, you know, Latvia. <laughs> yeah, Serbia and Bulgaria. You yeah, know, yeah. All the... All the- Ears. Where's the Albanian roller coaster? That's <laughs> exactly. what I want to know. Exactly. You don't have it. It is, uh, but you know, the most prominent uh, countries of, that in the EU or who may have just vacated the EU <laughs> are always represented. Um, you know, this this brings up an interesting uh, thing to me is that Asia has an extended holiday season. Like in the US, it's it's Christmas and New Year's and that's the end of it. But I, well, I guess it starts with uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And if you want to really dig deep, you could say Halloween too. But uh, here in Asia, I guess we, we do have Halloween. Thanksgiving's not really a thing, but we wouldn't consider Halloween part of the holiday season. So, But we have Christmas into Chinese New Year. I think that's a longer period of time for the holiday season. And, and so I mean, you for just, a majority of the population, CNY is the big holiday. Yeah, it is the Christmas. So you just, when, when, as soon as Christmas, you take off work until Chinese New Year. You just take, <laughs> that's, those two months are a wash. I'm, I am, I, I guess I, we can tell the audience that I will not be back on the show for a while because I am taking a three-week trip to the U.S. Back to the uh, land of the free and the home of the brave. That's right. So I'll see everyone uh, after the show today in 2017. Oof. Uh, yeah, and this will be the last time that I visit Obama's America. Ooh. God bless, my friend. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I need it. Uh, so let's move on to the final event for yep. the week. And a, a rare one for us, because yeah. it's, it's not in English. It's not in English at all. This is uh, for our bilingual listeners only. I don't know that there's any kind of uh, subtitling on this one. But it's a play called Nonsense, Amen. And this is going on at Kwai Ching Theater Auditorium. Um, December 17th and 18th, they have multiple shows, and then also December 22nd through the 25th, so you can even go out Christmas Day and check it out if, you would, if you're looking for something to do. But uh, So this play is... Uh, let, let me read the synopsis here. A food poisoning accident kills 52 sisters in a, in a convent. Too 52 soon. 52 nuns. 
Oh, sorry, ladies. Uh, the To raise funds for their burials, the Reverend Mother and the four surviving sisters decide to stage a variety show with their talents in music and dance, bringing on plenty of craziness and laughter. And this is an award-winning Broadway musical. Another. There's multiple bro- uh, award-winning Broadway musicals this week. Um, but, of course, it is all in canto, and to amplify the comical elements from the original, uh, it will be an all-male cast. Oh, there you go. Cross-dressing, too. Gotta That's love right. that. It's, we're going back to the days of Shakespeare, where all the parts were played by men. Bit of panto. So this is Sister Act 3, basically, is what it, you're saying. It kind of is Sister back, Act 3. Back in the habit. If only Whoopi could make it. Mm. Well, she might make an appearance. You never know. Travi, yeah. thanks so much. Give us the details. Quaiching Theatre, one more time. That was, yes, uh, December 17th and 18th, and December 22nd through the 25th. Multiple shows, and that is at Quaiching Theatre Auditorium, which I imagine is in Quaiching. Yeah. I imagine that <laughs> I could probably brush up on my Cantonese. If I just do a quick, quick crash course in Cantonese, I could probably understand what they're if saying. If only we right? knew what the Cantonese word for none is, that would be a good start. We'll work on that. Any idea? No. No idea. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting shaking heads from around the room. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming, Travi, and we'll see you in 2017. That's right. Merry Christmas, everyone, and a happy new year.
panic at the disco, Miss Jackson there. Big thanks to Travi J. We'll see him again next year. What a great year of Kong Unity calendar we had. Joined at this time now by Danny Hicks once again. Danny, all the way up in Fanling. How's it going? It's going great, Jad. And uh, we've had some pretty decent action so far. The leader's about to go out in the next uh, 20, 25 minutes or so. But what a day of golf we've had already. David Howell. The old English player who was up in the top ten in the world back in 2005. Had a bit of a torrid time the last year or so with a foot injury. He's wearing orthodontic, or orthontic, or orthotic insoles in his shoes, he tells me. Uh, because he's had a, a foot problem this year. It's uh, been quite debilitating. But he's gone out this morning. He was joint last place, only just scraped into the cut line, birdie in two of his last four holes yesterday. Started joint ninth. He's finished his round just now. Eight, uh, uh, seven under par, 63, equaling the course record on the, the composite course here. And he's in third place, would you believe? He's gone from last to third in one round. Fantastic round of golf from David Howe. Um, nine birdies on the card, two bogeys. I mean, what would it... If he hadn't had those two bogeys, I mean, he could have been running away with it. But I see uh, an Italian name you may be familiar with in golf terms, Eduardo Molinari, who, uh, unlike his more illustrious brother Francesco, played in the Ryder Cup team and 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 so on, and is quite a, a luminary on the European tour. Eduardo, of the two brothers, has struggled and had to go back to qualifying school this year, came through qualifying school, won his European tour card back, and he got to the turn this morning in one under par, nothing spectacular, 33. And since the turn, the man has been on fire. He is now seven under par as well, playing the 18th as we speak. He's got going with a birdie at the 10th, where they've moved the tee up today, par 4, 10th. Uh, it's only 275 yards over if somebody wants to have a go at it. David Howe managed to hit the green uh, from the tee earlier, and he got a... He was rewarded with an eagle too. Well, Malinari got a birdie three there. He's then gone par, birdie, birdie, par, birdie, birdie, birdie. Six birdies in eight holes for the Italian. He's also in danger of equaling the course record. Or if he could birdie the 18th, he'll come in with a 62. So what score we've seen already? He's up to joint third with David Howe as well, having started on the cut mark, joint last at even par. So some fantastic scoring going on already. And like I say, we're still yet to see the leaders, including the master champion Danny Willett who goes out 12.51 and the leader uh, Ryder Cup player Rafa Cabrera Bello of Spain who's 11 under par Danny Willett 6 under par Sam Brazel of Australia 8 under par but already they've, they've been split that group of three um, by David Howe and Eduardo Molinari and I'm just looking at David Lipsky uh, former Asian Tour Order of Merit winner the American is three under par for his round today birdied three of his first four holes he's moved to seven under par as well they say Saturday is moving day there's a lot of players making a lot of moves at the moment but I say the leader's still to go out so get yourself down there if you can the weather is fantastic I can't believe it I still haven't seen a cloud in the sky in three days so um, get yourself down it an absolute feast of golf and I think we're going to see some players go very very low in these perfect conditions this afternoon if the morning starts or anything to go by wow what a feast of golf we got in store you weren't kidding about the uh, the moving day uh, what do you have in terms of the Asian players we got uh, obviously the three time well, Asian one of the... tour, uh, number one Tong Chai yeah. Jai Di 
Uh, how's, yeah. he, how's he going? Well, he's going very well. He's just starting his round uh, as we speak, his, uh, his third round. Tong Chai right up there, five under par after his first two rounds. Just about to see off now, actually, on the first. Um, but of the uh, Asian players, uh, a, a name you may or may not be familiar with. If you're, if, you're, if you're a follower of golf, you'll have heard of the name Lee Soo Min of South Korea, uh, especially in these parts, because he won just across the border over there. As I look, I can see some tower blocks in Shenzhen. Well, Lee Soo Min won the Shenzhen International on the European Tour earlier this year from Korea, not a million miles from here, ac- across the border into China there in Shenzhen, as I say. And he's had a 64 this morning, which when he came in was the low round of the week but uh, about five minutes later in the group behind David Howe came in with his 63 so uh, Lee Soo Min six under par he's moved another one who's moved from joint last to even par only just making the cut he's now joint sixth on uh, six under par fantastic round of golf from the Korean and would you believe he did it all on the back nine as well he got to the turn in level par 34 nine pars on his front nine and then he suddenly went one two three just looking down the card here Four birdies and an eagle at the 15th. So six under par for his back nine. Came back in just 30 shots. 64 on the card. And he's moved up in the top ten. Now all these players probably a little bit far off the lead at the start of play to think about winning the tournament. But you never know if they do a similar round tomorrow. Um, But they certainly put themselves in in pole position for a a top ten finish at least. And that means, uh, you know pretty sizable payday in this uh, two million dollar event so uh, some terrific golf being played it looks like the back nine's the place to be everybody's teeing off the first today there's no two tee starts in groups of two so uh, even with the leaders going out soon you can still get yourself down there and watch them on the back nine because the back nine is a birdie fest looking down the cars at the moment I say Howell had uh, David Howell had one two three birdies and an eagle on the back nine Molinari's had six birdies in eight holes on the back nine and Lee Sumin did all his scoring on the back nine and they've come in, well, well how with the 63, Sum in with a 64. And uh, as I say, if Molinari pars the last, he'll have a 63 as well. So some fantastic scoring out there at the Fanling Golf Course at the moment. And the UBS Hong Kong Open, as always, living up to its billing as one of the premier events on the European Tour, certainly the Asian swing of the European Tour. Now, uh, one guy we have to talk about, of course, your mate, Justin Rose. We yep. knew coming in, uh, had the back <laughs> your injury. Your, hey, oh, I wish. He, he, it seems like you're pretty good mates, but uh, I do want to ask, it, is, you know... This... I have got to hold his gold medal this week. That's I nice. Say, yeah. Which was quite a thrill for me. Um, uh, even a whiz, grizzled old hack who's been around the, the golf circuit for 20-odd years or more. Um, there's not much new you can... I can say I've seen or done, but uh, I've never had a gold medal in my hands before, and I did on Wednesday. So thank you, Justin, for allowing me to hold your gold. I'm sure that he was fantastic. He was he was watching the doorways just, just to make sure he didn't make a break for it. Um, yeah, no, but he's uh, he was out amongst the early starters. Obviously, uh, another one. He, he made the cut comfortably. He started off the day. I'm just looking. Unfortunately, I have to scroll quite a way down the leaderboard to see where he is. Started the day at one under par. He is one under par for his round stay. He's had a bit of a topsy turvy. Ran a couple of birds early on on the second and third really thought might get him going and he might be another one who would make a charge but he's on the back nine he had a couple of bogeys since so he went out in level par 34 um, 
and he's gone par 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 on the back nine but he has had a birdie at the par 5 13th again to one under for the round two under for the tournament nine shots off the lead a little bit far about five holes to play but as we see people have been burning up on the back nine so he could go on a run quite easily he seems to have uh, put his bad back behind him I mean I think we can forgive him for not being in contention this week considering he could hardly bend down to pick up a plate at the buffet in the UBS hospitality on Wednesday when I saw him there uh, he was really struggling with a back injury and could hardly pick the ball out of the hole in the first round either but it really seems to have loosened up it's a funny thing isn't it golf you think it would be bad for your back but it seems to have uh, had the opposite effect for Justin and uh, loosened him up and he's looked better and better as the week goes on and he's I'd say one under par two under par one under par for his round two under for the tournament and if he could get squeeze out a cup couple of three more birdies in his last five holes uh, it'll put him in a very handy position going into Sunday although probably just a bit too far back from the leader uh, to really mount a, a, a title defence on Sunday but you never know in this game you know things happen well, you saw Poulter score an eight on going really well yesterday and Ian Poulter then suddenly took eight on the 15th hole and um, he had a go. He, he blamed the TV cameraman who ran across the fairway behind him as he had played a sh- approach shot to the green, and he, he had a bit of a moan on Twitter about it, and had a bit of a moan. He wouldn't talk to us afterwards. Understandable, he was a bit upset. Um, but he's had a moan on Twitter, and somebody asked him on Twitter, "So which, which shot, which shot did the uh, the cameraman upset you on? Was it the first, the second, the third, <laughs> the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, or the bit, eighth shot?" Bit Ian? Cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he's had a bit of a go back, tr- uh, Trump style. But uh, he's in much, much more chipper mood today. He's had a 71 today. He was first out this morning, Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed had a level past 70. Poulter's had a 71. And I've just seen them both over in the autograph zone near the clubhouse. Sign- they spent about 15, 20 minutes, both of them. Big Ryder Cup stars, of course, the pair of them. Patrick Reed of the States and Ian Poulter have been signing lots and lots of autographs, making the kids very happy and doing, doing the necessary. So... Um, Neither of them are going to be winning the tournament this year, but uh, they're certainly doing their bit for the sponsors and the fans here. And that's one of the lovely things if you come down, especially kids, you know, under-21s getting free. All you've got to do is have some sort of ID to show you're under-21. You can get down here. You can stand around that autograph zone and see, see the players as they come off, get your cap signed, get your gloves signed, get anything you want signed from them. Most of the players are very accommodating. The weather's great. There's a fantastic spectator village here. The Hong Kong Golf Association have got some, you know, chipping greens and simulators and bunkers. You can come and have a go at golf if you want, all for free. Um, there's uh, plenty of places to get refreshment, shall we say, for the for the older generation um, <laughs> uh, as well. And not only that, at the close of play, after the last putt is struck tonight, there will be some live music in the Spectator Village. I believe it's the Red Stripes. you know the Red Stripes? I do know the Red Stripes. Great band. Yeah, the Red Stripes are playing here tonight, and that's all for free. So, uh, you know, no excuse, really. Get yourself down there. Plenty of time left in the day. Like I said, the leader's not even out on the course yet. So we've got a good four or five hours of action still to come. And uh, we've got a bit of live music afterwards and plenty of other things to do. So get yourself down there to the UBS Hong Kong Open at Fan Ling. Mate, we're going to have to wrap things up. But just quickly, you're going to be on the radio tomorrow as I well with be, yeah. Paul and Carolyn and Simon. Uh, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Well, we'll have a couple. I'll have. I'll be looking forward to having a bit of banter with Paul, you know, because I always have to give him a bit of a sporting <laughs> education. He's not the most sporting of fellows, is he? Really? Maybe not. I mean, maybe not. He no. doesn't really understand golf. So give him a bit of a golf lesson in the morning. And then uh, I'll be honest with Simon in the afternoon, right through the afternoon afternoon bringing you all the latest 
as the final round unfolds at the Hong Kong Open here for this year and hopefully right through to till we have a winner late tomorrow afternoon. So um, looking forward to that immensely and uh, looking just looking forward to another glorious, cloud-free, blue sky, sunny day in Hong Kong. Gonna, How often do we get to it. say that? You're going to them. jinx it, no, I'm telling you. No way. It's going to be the same tomorrow. Get yourself down there. Cheers, Love Danny. Love to see you. Cheers, Judd. See you next week. Alrighty, we're going to wrap things up here on the show. Got the news coming up. This one goes out to a very special request. Uh, lady in a taxi at the moment. Ariana, Ariana Grande, side to side.
type of flow. Wrist icicle, ride bicycle. I'm true, yo. Get you this type of blow. If you want a manage, I gotta try stuckle. Phased applications for the Low Income Working Family Allowance Scheme have started. The scheme encourages self-reliance and eases intergenerational poverty. Now is the third phase. Eligible families of two persons may apply in July this year. The claim period is from last November to June this year. Application forms are available. For details, visit lifa.gov.hk or call 2558-3000.
Keely Smith, remember her? She sang with Louis Prima in the 1950s, and she went out on her own in the 60s. A new CD reminds us just how good she was. I'm Charles Martin. Join me for two hours of revealing jazz, including a reissue of The Intimate Keely Smith. That's 3 o'clock jump, Saturday at 3, here on Radio 3. Tune, solid tune. We're about to wrap things up on the juice. 23 degrees at the minute, 61% relative humidity. It's fine, it's fine, it's going to be fine all week long. I know how to celebrate that. Here's some Boney M. Sunny.
Bonium there. Big thanks to all my guests as usual. Cruzan McCalligan, Danny Hicks and Travi J will be broadcasting live from the Hong Kong Football Club uh, next week for Operation Santa Claus, the Santa sleigh ride. Get excited for that. Your weather fine and dry in the afternoon, warm during the day in the next couple of days. 23 degrees at the moment, 61% relative humidity. Have a lovely afternoon.